Eowyn woke to the feeling of something cool against her lips. Batura. She didn't recognize the word or the voice. Aide, be. The cool thing was pressed harder against her lips. She opened her mouth and water poured in. She almost choked at first, but then got her throat open correctly and started chugging greedily. The cold thing was pulled back. Este suficiente para entrar movement. Nuvresa, in a eh? She tried to reach out to what she now realized was some kind of bottle, but was too exhausted to lift her arms. She opened her eyes and worked to focus on the figure above her. Figures. Two humans, both a bit older than her, were sitting over her as she lay on the ground. The male spoke again. She tried to shake her head, but the dizziness stopped her. I can't understand you. Selimba esta asta. The female spoke up for the first time. Eowyn vaguely remembered her, pointing a bow at her before she passed out. She still sounded angry and suspicious. I'm nearly dead and completely unarmed. Why is she so worried? Elfika. Stai. The male put his hand on her chest and said something else in a wet, guttural tongue that scared her more than anything else so far. But afterwards, can you understand me now? I, yes, I can. And she could. More so, she'd answered him back in the same language. Tongues, you're a wizard. A priest. The female glared at him. In training. A priest in training. My name is Brother Vlados Ingrava, and this lovely ray of sunshine is Sister Lucia Carasu. Who are you? My name is Eowyn. Eowyn Vulpine. You're... Melcats. The fear must have shown in her voice. Not officially. We're members of a small autonomous colony who live off the land. We have no affiliation with Erdwin or the Duke, if you're worried about that. But you are humans, right? You're... you're not going to kill me? A look of shock came over the male's face, and the look of suspicion on the female softened. Kill you? Gods, no! You're just a little girl. Lucia here found you, and then I found her, and now we're going to help you. That's not exactly the whole story, Vlados. The whole story can wait until I'm sure she's not going to kill over dead. Are you? Am I going to die? She thought about it for a moment. No, at least I don't plan to. The female, the girl, laughed. It was a surprisingly musical sound from someone who seemed so rough. Perfect, then... Eowyn, you and Lucia and I are going to head back home. Home? What? Their voices overlapped in their mutual surprise, and both girls turned to look at Vlados together. She's not coming back with us. They looked at each other. The girl, Lucia, glared until Eowyn looked away. Nonsense. She's harmless, so it's fine to bring her back with us. And if you don't have a home of your own, you'll fit right in. The boy beamed a big, fake smile out at the two of them. But I'm broken. I'm useless now. Broken. Eowyn looked at the girl again, defiantly. Yes, I'm broken. I can't see things anymore. I had powers given to me... given to me by a devil. But the devil has left, and now they're gone too. Wait, see? See what? The future? Are you an oracle? Of Arudin? She recoiled back at the devil's name. Don't say it! Okay, okay, I won't. I'm sorry. But the boy, Vlados, was suddenly smiling ear to ear. So you were an oracle of Ar- of this devil, but now your powers are gone. I have that right? Yes. His eyes darted down to a pack next to him on the ground and he whispered something almost too low for her to hear. He probably thought she didn't hear it. I can keep it then. She'll take proof over the book. She has to. He smiled at her again. Eowyn, I'm so glad you are 
freed from that devil of yours. But now I know for sure you have to return with us. You, like so many others, have been led astray by a false deity. Our colony is in fact dedicated to teaching people about these imposters and the damage they cause the world with their lies. And I think you will be a great help with that. And with that, he kipped up off the ground, dragging her up with him. Lucia, get her other side. Carefully. The girl came up beside her and steadied her. She leaned in close and in a whisper even quieter than his had been said, If you're lying or if you plan to trick us or betray us, I will kill you myself. This is Pot Against the Machine. Pot Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only Pathfinder actual play that's made entirely out of electric eels. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hello. 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 The eel, the electric eel is a flowing fish. Mm. It's not an eel at all. Yeah, I was about to say, it's technically not an eel. But we are made of eels, as you can tell from our shockingly good banter. (laughs) Right, yeah. everybody? Ha-ha! <laughs> <Hey-o. laughs> yeah. Uh, but I thought we just established that was fish, though. Well, they are still fish. They're just not eels. <laughs> <laughs> this episode brought to you by eels. <laughs> yes, and for those of you living underwater, going through perhaps a difficult situation, look up Eels on Wheels, and they will make sure you get your meals. <laughs> Is that a real thing? Uh, it will be in about three minutes. <laughs> yeah, give DM, it some DM, time. DM. It, there is a seafood restaurant in Chatham, United Kingdom called Eels on Wheels. Classic. <laughs> According to Google, that's a top result. Well, it's a different country. That doesn't count. Right. Listeners, it's up to you. And their, flat, their logo is a scuba flag with an eel in a wheelchair sitting in front of it. Send us a photo of you in front of this place for a free shout-out on our pod or one of our other pods. If you would like to be (laughs) (laughs) hyper-focused. Visit Eels on Wheels. That is a very quick way to get hyper-focused. But let's see. Last week on the program, the party finally made their way to the dot. Long Dreamer laid everybody down a little ways off on some muddy ground. Uh, at the end, northern end of the Dagger River. When the party made their approach towards the dot itself, they found an ash giant hanging out there. Um, they had a little conversation with the ash giant, who decided that it would be funny to throw a big rock at them. So they they had an ash giant, but he died. After that, the party um, tried to hop up onto the crystalline dome sticking out of the mud and discovered that the dome could no longer bear human weight so there was a little bit of falling a little bit of jumping a little bit of climbing in they found their ways into the wreck of the dusklight which is some sort of numerian ruin Uh, they found that they could charge the control panel or on one end of the top level of the ship which illuminated a sort of planetarium dome in this ruined crystalline structure and let them know it was the Dusklight. Then they found an elevator shaft with a broken elevator in it, did a little snaky climb down through the elevator onto the next floor down, where they found a guy made of eels. The guy made of eels was not super friendly. Tried to kill everybody. He didn't do a very good job, though. The party took him out, and now they are on the second level of the Dusklight, which is partially submerged, and it's got some holes in the floor. That's where we are now. So, out of this room, because no time has passed, our way's out, our way down, 
involves this sort of sh shaft situation to the east, and that's it, because these spiral stairs just end. Yeah, the spiral stairs end here, so as far as you know, the elevator shaft or the holes in the floor are the only ways down. Oh, yeah, we got to look in them floor holes. Question, uh, my incredibly thorough notes from last session just indicate that the water level is higher down below, but not quantifiably, like, can I see a floor, or is it just um, oops all water? No, down below, like, directly below, when you look down those holes, you can see a uh, floor, and it appears to be dry, but... If you look, like, towards where the water is, you know, where you are, um, it's much closer. So more of the room is submerged. And and the room below is, like, there's all sorts of, looks like medical instruments kind of crammed up against the wall underwater. Like, it's all sunk to one side. Because if you remember, this whole thing, despite feeling like it's flat, is pitched at a 30-degree angle. So how far down? Is it like 10 feet, 20 feet? It's about 10, uh, 15 feet. I have a climbing kit. You can always just hop down and, or disc down, and then the rest of us could climb down. There's columns here. I was thinking we could tie a rope to a column. I can do that. Yeah, because there's a column like right next to uh, the biggest hole. There is indeed. Maybe we should perceive a bit before we uh, go down and then I can take someone with me and we can protect while the other folks go down. Asher will peer down into the darkness and roll a perception check. 15 total. Uh, 29. That is higher than my 20. Oh, it looks pretty safe down there. There's probably no other monsters in here. I mean thing's been buried under mud for a while probably everything would be gone by now hmm. well Sam says it's safe and I have no reason to not trust them the strange voice that we hear sometimes narrating things says it's safe <laughs> let's go down uh, who wants to hop on the disc Alwyn do you want on uh, yes I can ride in your disc with you and he will step on that so that he doesn't have to try to climb a rope. Well, here, let's tie this and just throw it down in case we need it. Uh, just a real quick perception on this column that's next to a hole. I don't know how structurally sound it is if it's next to a gaping hole, uh, but uh, check it out. All right. 19... Um, it, it seems like even though part of the floor is broken out from under it, it seems like there's still the vast majority of it is still anchored on a good floor and going up into the ceiling is probably fine. All right. Kira, would you mind tying this rope? If we're having to make a sort of CMB shenanigans, you're much better equipped for that. Uh, Kira nods, takes the rope, and ties it around. And I will roll a thingy. Eh. Um, what is that? 22? Yeah. 22 rope. Noted. Alright, and everybody climbing down. Now, is there anyone here who cannot make a 5 by taking 10? I think I might not, but I think that's why I decided to get on the disc. Because, yeah, because my climb is a minus six. I oh remember this God. from another time we had to do it, and I was like, oh, yeah, even if I take a ten, I'm a four. Wow, that's awful. All right. <laughs> yeah, I'll be fine with an eight. All right, well, everybody can climb on down with uh, Halloween floating on Brixby's disc for safety. And that takes you down into another chamber. As you could see from above, it looks like this was an infirmary of some kind before, as there's a whole bunch of equipment, like smashed bottles and empty also bottles and various other things just crammed up against the wall on uh, the 
underwater side of the room, which is the west. And then on the eastern side, it looks like there is a broken open uh, wall that leads out into another hallway. And then on the north side, there is a door. Is there anything we can roll on this medical tech? It doesn't look like anything's really in good enough shape to matter. It's all been underwater for a very long time. That's fair. Is any of it magical? Detect Magoo. Uh, Detect Magoo reveals no magical items amongst the refuse there. There is no Magoo. No Magoo. It's a Magoo-free zone. All right, well, what do people think? Shall we uh, head through this broken way here? I'm inclined to agree. There's a better chance of something coming through an open passage than a closed door. I agree. It seems to make more sense to go through the one that we can see instead of opening one that could lead to anywhere. Sounds good to me. Grace is going to reboot Aramze. Does a 20 survival show any signs of you know, like eel creatures or anything else has been through here recently. Um, it's hard to say if anything's been in here. If it, if there has, it hasn't, you know, left footprints. And maybe there's kind of more vague uh, approximations of, like, um, I don't know, like a sort of drag mark here where something slid across the floor or something like that, but. No footprints. Okay. But on looking out into the next room over through the broken wall, you see that the mud from outside has started to cave in the the wall here on the southern side. So it's starting to encroach and glop into this room. Uh, so it's not the most pleasant thing to walk in, but it's not underwater. And it has crushed a part of the far eastern wall here, revealing another room beyond. And uh, other than that, this is a fairly featureless space. There is a, a door on the eastern side that is basically useless because there's an open wall right next to it, and another door on the northern side. The tradition dictates we go through the door, not the open hole in the wall. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll pass through the hole in the wall. Um, passing through one more hole in the wall reveals yet another room, this one with an attachment to that elevator shaft that you climbed down before to get to the previous floor, and also a stairwell that looks like it descends further into the wreck. The tower all over again. There's stairs and doors. Uh, Brix is going to follow Asher, who has started to head to the northeast. Just exploring to see if there's anything, you know, waiting to murder us. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's pretty quiet in here. We can assume the shaft is the same shaft as above, I'm guessing, right? Does it seem like it lines up in about the same spot? Yeah, position-wise, it matches up. It's a yeah. bad mother. Shut your mouth. Shut your Shut mouth. Your mouth. <laughs> what do you think, Big Stuff? Should we check the rooms to the north or go downstairs? Well, it just makes more sense to check while we're up here, right? Yeah, yeah. I think. What does this door look like? Yeah, it looks like one of your standard um, doors that you're so familiar with from the Aurora and from the um, vessel that you never got a name for under the Black Hill and Torch. I accept that it is depowered, so it looks like it doesn't have like one of those keycard locks. It looks like it'll just slide off to the side into its pocket if you um, shove it. Anybody want to shove it? Slide it, pop it. Shove it. Well, shoving it, it offers no resistance at all. This reveals a long, narrow room, and on one side, a wheeled crate dangles haphazardly from wires attached to the eastern wall of this floor, and the western side looks like it descends into the water and sinks off into the darkness over there. You can also see a about midway through the corridor, a door back into the first room we were in on this floor. I have crate expectations, Sam. What's going on with this crate? Is it a crate? 
Do you want to do a, a percepti do on this crate? What a great idea. Oh, 16 for 33. With that percepti do, I think you can tell that this crate, while not apparently holding anything of value, is really precarious where it is. And um, it could snap those wires at any second and come a tumbling down on you. So it might be the kind of thing you might want to disable or get out of the way of. So... There's this... I was reading this novel, Iadenve Jones, and there's some, like, running, and there's a boulder, and it, it seems like this crate could be one of those things. Should we disable it, or...? Yeah, you can disable it, right, Bricks? Probably. Oh, wait, yeah, that's gonna go the wrong way. It's a 15 for a 37. Yeah, that's plenty to, to prop this thing up such that it's not going to snap free and slide down the hall. Um, device disabled. Yadinvade Jones style. Very Yadinvade <laughs> Jones style. We have greatly reduced the danger in here. Mm-hmm. Stunt show when I was at uh, Chitterhome World last month. We named the dog Yadinvade. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, now I'm just like not to meta this but like so is something supposed to like is, is there going to be like a hobgoblin or like a gear ghost or something that's supposed to send that crate at us in the first place are we just supposed to not think about the crate and like go put our feet in the water get hit while we're th- like talking about our short medium and long term plans who's to say we'll never know <laughs> was he able to tell from the original check like was he able to like follow a line of where it should have like where it would be triggered from type thing it wasn't like a design trap it was just like a hazard yeah. that you know functions like yeah. a trap but it seems like that could be you know yeah. if the weight in the room shifts just right that thing is gonna mm-hmm. snap yeah so maybe like if we all stood by the water it would be enough to balance it that way is there any sense uh Though I don't know why I'm the one asking this. I just realized I have the only character who wasn't under a torch. But, (laughs) like, is there a sense of scale, like, that we could make a guess, having been in, like, three different spaceships of different sizes now, of, like, does this seem like it's more like the size of the big giant one that was under a torch that had an entire desert in it? Or does it seem smaller, like the one with the ghost captain? Or, like... How does it look, appear size-wise from what we've seen of it so far? Is there any way to tell? I'm not sure what you would even roll for something like that. I mean, I think you have... Like, I don't know, like, just based on, like, floor plans that we've seen or anything, but I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you haven't seen a a floor plan for it, but, like, the stuff that you've seen so far has been fairly well-contained, so... You look like you think you're probably looking at something that's more on the scale of the Aurora, maybe bigger than the Aurora, but um, not like a city-sized whole biome underneath kind of thing, probably. Yeah, so not like as big as the torch one, yeah. Well, perhaps if we continue farther down, we might be fortunate enough to find a image of the ship like we did under torch. Uh, it was really cool, Alwyn. We'll have to show you sometime. But uh, in the interim, I'm certainly not enthused at the idea of exploring underwater quite yet. I'd like to exhaust our land-based options beforehand. I would agree. Uh, yeah, let's head downstairs. Maybe do, do we want stuff near the front or what do you want to do my friend yes I will go down the stairs <laughs> and then I'm going to do that just going to slide my little token over here in the general direction of the stairs Asher will follow a revolver in each hand and you can tell um, as you're getting down the stairs that when you get to the bottom, you will be underwater. Oh, no. <laughs> Going underwater, everyone. Asher backs up. <laughs> um, Plan canceled. Hey, 
Kira, can I see that bag of holding to put all of my possessions in? And also, do we still have that plus two construct bane longbow? I think so. I think Kira's wearing that one. Said Izzy. I thought she was using the plus one composite longbow. Yeah, I was oh, using the wait, plus maybe one she was. Yeah. While you're in there, could you grab us the bottle of air? Oh, I have something for you two. Um, Brixby is able to cast air bubble on both Kira and Asher. Unfortunately, he doesn't have a cast for Asher's gun. That does mean that y'all have nine minutes of air. Um, which is good if we're going to be underwater. Yeah. Cool. Thanks. And yeah, Asher will throw on a quiver of, you know, probably unlimited arrows uh, and a plus two construct being longbow and uh, hand a bottle of air to Brixby. Right. All right. And we are heading down to the next floor of the Dusklight. Seriously takes exactly nine minutes and two seconds before we run into any water. We don't do that on this show. <laughs> Asher's hat is also in the bag of holding, so he is this just very baldman hidden down in. Oh, he's going to be so efficient, though. Looks like we're being followed by <laughs> Agent 47. <laughs> At the bottom of the stairs, you have another of these sort of waterlogged, hard-to-tell-what-it-was-before um, spaceship rooms. There are a number of doors in here that just hang ajar. It looks like they've been either crushed open or forced open by water pressure. So there's one in the southeast, one in the southwest that is still a little bit closed, and then one in the north. Love if we could split up and check the doors. Excellent plan. <laughs> Alloran and Brixby who are sharing one source of not suffocating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys go together. We'll check the other two. Uh, in lieu of swim checks, Asher is just trudging on the bottom of this ship. As is Kira. Yeah. I'm disking. Yeah. I don't really know how that works. Uh, yeah, how does that work underwater? I guess if he's got the 16 pounds of equipment, he's stuck to the disc, right? Yeah, he's wakeboarding. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, because it is kind of just a force item that just floats. Yeah. Yeah, it floats, and as long as you're heavy enough, which according to the book, if you're a medium-sized creature and you're carrying at least 16 pounds of gear, you're heavy enough to walk on the bottom. So I would say you'd be heavy enough to stay on the disc, not float off it. Unfortunately, the disc keeps trying to float up, and it crushes Brixby against the ceiling. Oh, no. <laughs> it's a strong float. Take 30 D6 yeah, the disc. bludgeoning damage. Oh, no. 66 D66 bludgeoning damage. <laughs> Um, so I guess we're just alternating back and forth the bottle of air every other round just for now, I imagine, even though we have lots and lots of, cause I mean, it's like double your con. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But still just in case and mm -hmm. taking deep breaths. So we get that double the double your con. Thing. <laughs> uh, your con. So I mean, the doors in the South, um, or in the Southeast, looks like it basically just leads to a mudslide as you've come down far enough that it looks like the whole back end of this ship has been subsumed by the ground under the river and uh, similar the northern door you open it up and you're basically just facing like river stone and roots and mud coming in so it looks like the only door that leads anywhere probably is the one in the west that is not actually open yet can we percept it that's a three uh do i know anything with a three that one thinks it's probably drier on the other side <laughs> so 32 asher aids with a 12 also aid so 36 appreciate it with a 36, it doesn't seem trapped. It doesn't seem like this door is particularly stuck and um, should be able to just swing that bad boy open. 
Delgad. I did not mean to go through the door. <laughs> oh, well, stepping through the door leads you out into a, a narrow hallway where you can once again see the mud uh, encroaching its way into the a building as it looks like this basically anything under this is probably crumpled or at least partially crumpled and um to the north it looks like there's kind of a a t-shape and uh another door leading further west is that another crate or something due north that is some some negative space is what that is yeah this black okay. obelisk thing Oh, so is that like further? Like, is that something we could swim down into? Doesn't look like it now. Oh, for the people at home, there's a big black square in the middle of this uh, section of the map that the players are all very confused by. It ties the whole room together, Jero. <laughs> it's a space rug. Yeah. Asher aids with a thirteen, moving up in the world. Not also a thirteen. Yeah, aid. With the assistance of my three friends, that is a 35. Uh, 35 tells you once again, doesn't seem trapped, doesn't seem locked. Seems like there might be something on the other side, though. Might be a little bit of sound over there. There might be something on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) No no voice mod, people. That's... Quality biofoley. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't really want to open this door. I'm gonna cast shield <laughs> Extended. You make your concentration check to cast underwater. I'm about to do that right now. And for the people at home, what that means is to cast underwater if you do not have water breathing. You have to make a concentration check which is 10 plus the spell level, I start with a plus 15. So Sounds pretty safe. This, this is a yep first level spell. So we're just going to see that I don't roll a 1. I don't. 7 off the die for a 22. All right. Brixby gets shielded. Are we opening the door? Shall I? Oh, yeah. Shall I open the Trigger, door? Trigger ready action if there is a hostile creature within the first range increment of this longbow, which is a lot. <clears throat> uh, Asher will unleash a single non-deadly aim bow shot. I would also like to ready a spell of the ray variety. Oh, dang. Alowin will uh, get out. I forgot I had this, but it's because it's part of the starting kit and I didn't bother to sell it because it's worth like nothing. He has a crossbow. Uh, he'll get that out because that still works underwater. And as with Asher, he will ready to uh, fire if he sees something within his first range increment. What things don't work underwater? Now I'm frantically looking up underwater combat. Uh, blunt weapons and slashing weapons take a penalty. Uh, we're braced on the ground so piercing weapons are fine. And then fire magic can be wonky it's basically a a minus two to hit uh, for melee uh, across the board and half damage for non-piercing weapons and it bonuses with this thing and there's even like ranged attacks some or all take like a calmative negative yeah it gets bad for ranged weapons in a hurry higher than I have with my melee touch right now with my negative level. <laughs> cool. Alright, so Kira will hang on to the uh, chainsaw for now if that is still usable. Alright. And we're popping open the door here. Popping open the door. Opening up this particular door reveals another rubble-strewn room where there's a mudslide creeping in on both the north and south, but those aren't the things that we care about in this room. Those are far from the things that we care about in this room. For you see, right when you open the door facing you is a skeleton of silver rods that have a blob of protoplasm roughly defined in a shape approximating three arms and legs and a a kind of head uh, shimmering 
in a rainbow of colors and standing 12 feet tall under this water it looks like a friend it looks like a, a definite friend um, so I believe there were some readied actions oh oh wow the tiny art looked kind of like a water elemental but that is not that yeah. is something real weird bet you that thing can really be sneak attack just so much precision damage to the formless <laughs> pseudopodal ooze yeah, I, don't know. I think if you aim at that uh, clothes hanger in the middle, you might be able to do something. Mm. I actually have a clothes hanger the exact same shape as that thing, like one of those ones like you hang them outside to dry. <laughs> like literally that exact same shape. The same shape as the silver rod. So we had some um, readied actions. Is anyone's attack going off on these things as they open the door? Or are you going to try to negotiate with the strange skeletal blob monsters? Well, monsters. Uh, <laughs> Do they look hostile? Because our ready to actions were if we saw something. I said mine was the same as Jeff's, and I believe he said if he sees a hostile creature. Um, I mean, they haven't instantly done anything hostile. They did bring that initiative tracker with them, though. Yeah, they, they like set it up beside them. One of them had it like <laughs> under one of their arms, one of the weird pseudopod arms. Yeah. And they open it up. Well, if we're all still standing, I'm going to switch to a Lucerne hammer, because I still have that. And it does piercing damage. Oh, snap. I assume mine goes off. I was just waiting to see if, because Asher, you know, claimed theirs first. So, Rigsby's still going to try to do it, but I, I, after Asher, if Asher's going. Yeah. Uh, I think if nothing else, Asher is... A little bit on edge with recent events, and so when he sees this seemingly un, you know, unnatural creature, just a few minutes ago in game time he was attacked by a, you know, there's a swarm of eel people, person, uh, so his single arrow, uh, patwangs, but at underwater it's like, uh, and then it goes, uh, I can barely see. Uh, sur- surely the only creature uh, south, southern inside the room so it probably has some cove uh, but yeah probably because it looks like you're just skirting a corner of that this big fella and uh, <laughs> with those range penalties uh, it's uh, only an 18 against flat footed AC uh, yeah. that's not going to hit sadly but if you did want to roll a knowledge roll, it would be um, dungeoneering. Yeah, I was just about to ask. All right, total of a seven. I think I know exactly what this is. It's a shimmering rainbow blob. Unfortunately, a seven's not going to do it. All right, Brixbow, how about that ready to action? All right, so Brixby has to first make a concentration check to cast the spell. This first one will be a DC 17, not too hard to hit. It's got a roll above a two. Okay, that didn't. Let's try that one more time. Cool. I made it. So I have successfully begun casting underwater. However, it's a fire spell. So I now have to make a concentration check that is also uh, DC 20 plus the spell level, so that's a DC 22, which is less of a given for me. See if it goes off. <laughs> I just make the DC, so I would like to introduce you. Maybe met Scorchy Ray. Have you ever met Steamy Ray? He's a Steamy Ray Vaughn? He's a steamy guy, exactly. Steamy Ray Vaughn, Texas Flood. Um, so, I can just shoot out at this one here. Um, Asher, what did you take as a negative on your round? I thought it was two for every five feet. I don't think energy attacks take that range thingy. Cool. I- no. Yeah, right. it says just ranged uh, weapons. Attacks with ranged weapons take a minus two penalty for every... But here's the thing. Most ranged ray attacks you can get weapon focus on them you can roll 20 for crit yeah i don't want to disadvantage myself but i think it's fair i was gonna say so this is gonna just be a flat d20 roll 
That's for number one. So that's a three versus touch. Flat-footed touch. That will not hit. Hmm. Let's see how this next one goes. That's a nat one. Oh. So Steamy Ray, he's not so good of a guy. I also, I would like my knowledge check. All right. Four for a 16. Hmm. My uh, luck has changed in my last, like, eight rolls. You got nothing. Okay, so uh, Alwyn has a plus five with this crossbow, but then he has a minus ten for distance, plus another minus two because he's firing directly into the back of Kira's head. So that's a commutative uh, negative seven to this roll. Uh, and that is an eight on the die, so that is a one. Does <laughs> a one hit this thing, Sam? No, it weirdly it doesn't. So, okay. how about that initiative roll? Uh, Brixby, you're slightly north of Asher. I am, and I am certainly rolling that initiative. 14 plus 7 for 21. All right, Asher. Uh, slightly south of Brixby, Asher rolls a 14 on the dice for a 19. All right, Kira. That is a one on the die for a seven. So hopefully that's out of the way now and we never do that again. And um, how about Alwyn? Uh, Alwyn rolled a one on the die for a seven. Oof. Hey, buddies, I'm pretty sure your dex is better than mine. I got a plus six. All right. Yeah. Well, um, <laughs> Brixby, you are up first. Ugh. Man, part of me just wants to shut the door <laughs> until we have a more salient plan. Um, so, well, that's the other thing. We have the bottle of air, right? Yeah. So I guess we've been breathing out of the bottle as a standard action. I'm going to say that brick speed just for for fairness sake is going to take his big deep breath which gives you double your con mod or no double your con score in rounds um, and then hands the bottle over uh, with maybe like a, a huff huff pass over <laughs> to Alwyn, Um and uh, that's going to be my standard and move alright Asher the longbow worked amazingly well last yeah. round what's it's the true. plan uh, Asher is going to move into this room. Uh, it's been literal years, but I think you move at, is it half speed or quarter speed if you're walking on the ground? Half speed with, with firm footing. Okay. Then, yeah, Asher is going to switch off the measurement tool and walk into the room. Uh, letting my roll 20 map slowly load. These are so much bigger than the tiny sliver of the corner I could see from the doorway. And <laughs> much like Ron Burgundy leaping into a pit, immediately regrets decision. Uh, however, uh, he will aim his bow at the closest creature and shoot it uh it went so well i think i he will deadly aim because he was really emboldened uh, and it's so close now the penalty is a lot less oh yeah that's a 15 off the dice minus six for the underwater and the range penalty combined uh, becomes a 22 against regular, but still flat-footed AC. Uh, 22 will hit. Okay, that is a massive nine points of piercing nice. damage. And you hear him through the water say, which is get wrecked. Uh, <laughs> Makes sense. And he will shout over the water, they're so much larger than I thought from the corner before. If I die, please don't try and bring me back. Should have mentioned that sooner, but don't waste the money and diamond dust. Anyway, 
It's been real. <laughs> well, um, that brings us to this Blabo friend's turn. It's gonna, since Asher is within its reach, since it, you know, got those long blobby arms, it's just gonna try to slam him a couple times. So with the minus two to hit, that is a 23. Yep, that'll hit. That is eight damage. Just physical. Yeah, uh, eight bludgeoning damage. Wet bludge. Uh, Did you half that? I did not, so it is four bludgeoning damage. Stoked. Well, I guess if it has a... Well, yeah, even if it has a swim speed, bludgeoning is only half. Unless it has freedom of movement. Uh, Slam number two is only a 12 to hit. That will miss. All right, a sad little turn for a sad little guy. Um, That'll take us to Blue's turn. Now, Blue is a little bit farther away. So what it's going to do is it's going to sort of suck up a little bit of that weird field surrounding it. And Asher's the only one who can see it. But as it sucks it up, it shoots a weird little forcey doodle at Asher. That is, let's see, 5, 10, 15, 20. So that is, that, that's how far away they are. So that's a minus 8. So we're looking at a 15 versus touch. Um... That hits exactly. Uh, you said a forcey doodle. Does that happen to be a force spell or spell-like ability? Sure is. Because uh, that would be negated by my ring of force fangs. Wow. <laughs> oh, it comes in handy as Asher sucks up this strange force ray. What level uh, uh, was that spell or spell-like ability? Because that's how many charges your boy is going to get. I think you just get the one because it doesn't have an actual level to it. Alright, eight it is. Awesome. And uh, that'll that'll bring us to Alowin. Alowin has a question. Actually, first thing he's going to do, do I have, it was Dungeoneering for these guys, right? It sure was. Uh, I'm at plus two to that. But I'm gonna try it nonetheless. Uh, nope, that's an eight. Uh, though I do have another question, sort of related to them. Does that uh, strange silver thing in the middle of them is that uh, an analog to bones, possibly? Um, like a skeletal structure of these creatures? I would say normally it wouldn't be for a sort of oozy kind of guy, but these particular fellas. Uh, they seem to really need that structural bit, so I think we can call that a bone. I'll throw I you a bone. I feel like you definitely used the word skeleton before. Yeah, it's yeah. it's definitely it's definitely doing some skeleton stuff in there. Uh, so Alwyn is going to instead of taking a suck at the uh, bottle, he will let his breath tick down around, and he will concentration check in order to cast. have a plus 14 and that is a 17 on the die so i'm assuming i make that and that uh horrible blob monster needs to make me a fortitude save all right as his uh bones are shook natural one nice nice uh so uh 3d6 plus 1d6 per two caster levels. It is caster level 7. So 17. That is uh, 22 points of damage. And because uh, it failed, I can move it up to 5 feet in any direction. I'm going to drag it 5 feet closer to us in this door. Alright. And it looks like that sort of shimmery do that it's got going on is a little bit less shimmery. That's a big fella. It is a big fella. And that is uh, his turn. Oh, yeah, wow. I thought he was uh, 
10, but he is not. He is longer than that. Uh, speaking of things that are big, it is Big Stuff's turn. All right. Well, I don't think Kira has ever fought underwater before, but she has seen her friends try to do the same thing. Uh, and also, she's Kira, so she's just going to rush in there. We said half or quarter speed for movement. Uh, it's half speed if you're walking on the bottom. Slide in here um, and stand just to the right of it. I'm sure I've entered its reach and gotten around that, so go ahead and take your attack. Uh, for the slappy do, uh, only a 16. 16 will not hit. Is it my turn again? Um, yeah, it's still your standard action. Great. Uh, Kira's going to rage and attempt to smack it with a chain. No, not a chainsaw, with a uh, lucerne hammer. 18, that's a uh, 30 to hit. A <laughs> 30 will indeed hit. Oh, and then there's minus a bunch of things. Minus, minus two, because I'm super close yeah, to it. Yeah, just minus two. So, 28. Definitely hits. Nine plus 19. Uh, it's a 28. All right. That looks like it does a big old chunk of damage, and the shimmering has kind of faded away on this particular beastie. So it looks, it looks hurt. Yeah, that's my turn. All right, Brixby. You did some breathing. But what now? I did some breathing indeed. <laughs> I'm going to do a little concentration check here. Pull out the old coffee bean. Yeah, so I fail. Yeah, I fail. Fail my concentration check. So uh, there it goes. That's it. Um, that uses twice my... Um, Standard action uses two rounds of air. All right. Um, you going anywhere? Or you sticking in the weird blackness? And- uh, <laughs> I'm gonna stick there. <laughs> Stay there. All right. Um, Asher, you are standing in a corner with a longbow in the face of a big blobby slapper. What up, big blobby slapper? Let's see if you have combat reflexes, because I'm going to. Swift action, focus, aim on red blobby slapper, and then uh, go ahead and do a rapid shot, three deadly aim arrows. Uh, The last one is surely a miss, but the first two should hit. We're looking at a 23 and a 25 against regular AC, including the penalties. Those are both hit. Uh, that is a total of 21 points of uh, piercing between the two arrows. 21 HP exactly left on this fella. Oh, yes. This weird underwater grit point comes right back. It just comes floating over. It takes a little longer, though, so you don't have it for a round. And I can't five-foot step underwater because I don't have a swim speed, so Asher will just stay right there. All right. That'll bring us up to the remaining blobby Dew, who's down in the bottom. And it can reach Kira from where it's standing, so it's going to reach Kira. Um, that is a 20 on slam number one. 20 will hit. Don't forget the blur. Oh, the blur. It's the wet blur. Wet blur. Now, yeah, I was going to say, does that count as a, like a 50% since there's also all the refraction going on from the water? Uh, yeah, probably. <laughs> probably, yeah. 42 on the soggy blur, though. Uh, for four damage after the penalty. And uh, only a 16 on the second slam? Uh, 16 does not do it. All right. Alwyn, you're up. You can't see any blobs. It's probably fine, so you should just attack Brixby. Uh, so let's see. Moving half speed, because I'm walking across the bottom, I can just get through the doorway behind Kira. So that is what he is going to do. 
and then kind of peeking around her shoulder, or actually more likely like under her armpit because he's a lot shorter than she is. Uh, he is going to lock eyes on this other one and once again attempt a concentration check to cast uh, what you call it on it, Bone Shaker. Uh, that is a 12 on the die, so that beats it's a level 2. Oh, yeah, you'll need to beat 17, so that beats 17. Uh, so that thing needs to make me a fort save. Uh, that is an 18 on the fort save. DC 19, that is a fail. You never see blobs failing fort saves, I tell you. Especially not blobs with bones. Uh, one more point than last time, though. 23 points of damage. And I am not going to move it because if I drag it closer, Kira's going to have a minus two to swing at it. All right. The blob is hurt. It's not happy. And uh, Kira is up. Why am I going to have a minus two to swing at it? If I dragged it closer, you would be uh, using a reach weapon in not reach. That's what you're. Oh, I'm using a reach weapon. Before. That's right. Totally yeah. forgot about that. Yeah. Um, that's a thing that should have taken. Yeah, so you would be like stabbing into right. a back square of it, but now you can just hit it. Um, yeah. So then I'm not going to move. I'm going to stand right here and take a full round. Nice. First one is an 18, which means nothing on this weapon, but still. Plus 1836. Oh, yeah, that'll hit. Minus two. Minus four. Um, Yeah, that'll still hit. Minimum damage. That's going to be 20 points of piercing damage. All right. The blobby sheen seems to be gone from this one as well. Great. I'm going to hit it again. Uh, 22 to hit. Uh, 20 to hit. No, minus four. 18 to hit. Uh, 18 will not hit. Okay. One more time. Uh, That's a 26 minus 4. 22 to hit. 22 hits. And plus 19 is 28. 28 damage. This thing is looking absolutely terrible. But it's still up. Alright. Um... That'll take us to Brixby. Brixby's gonna delay. Alright. That'll bring us to Asher. You're standing pretty far away, so it's gonna be hard to hit. It's got all your buddies in in the way. You're just gonna keep shooting through your friends? Nah. Asher will... gonna... stride across the floor to get a nice, clean, single shot and do a single deadly aim shot. And roll a one. All right. Brings us to the blobby do again. Now, the weird thing about this blobby guy is now that that shimmering rainbow field around it is gone, it's almost like it's dissolving into the water. So it's just going to take quick little it actually takes enough con damage to outright kill it um so it dies as it dissolves into the water that's the good news the bad news is that um the mist that it was made of disperses out into the water and like the silver skeleton lays on the ground there but the rest of the blob kind of stretches out and anyone within 10 feet which is just Kira I'm gonna need a fortitude save right I'm gonna use a different die than the one I've been using because this is not going well got this that's your good one eh. you got this uh, that is 11 17 also a 28 so you only take one point of constitution damage from this poisonous mist that has leached into the water and uh, gotten all up in your face. Cool. Well, we're out of initiative as losing its force field seems to have basically killed this thing. Uh, Alloin will immediately uh, 15 on the die. Uh, He casts Lesser Restoration on Kira and removes that one point of con damage. 
Oh, I just got it pulled up in my... <laughs> Ain't that always the <laughs> Sorry, way. Sorry, I was trying to say it faster, and then I remembered I had to roll. No, no, I appreciate it. I'm happy. Just, I'll just, I'll save it for next time. And then he will take a big huff out of the bottle and pass it back to Bricks after that. Sick. Let's perceive this room. I roll an 11 for a 28. It doesn't look like there's really anything of interest left in this room. Um, whatever these things were, they were using it as, as some kind of lair for probably quite some time, but and not knowing anything about them, it's hard to say. The only real thing of interest here is this big old kind of loading bay door sort of thing on the western side. What about their weird skeletons? Can anybody look at those? Do those look like anything? They appear to be innate rods of some kind of silvery metal. Would an engineering do anything for that? And there's not really anything to see. It's it's literally just pieces of metal okay. that they appear to wrap themselves I didn't around. Know, like for if you looked at them, it's like, oh, it turns out they're made out of uh, Nakram or whatever that one is called. It's that ridiculous. Oh yeah, that- or Horkalum. Yeah, I, yeah, unfortunately, we failed the original dungeoneering, so I don't think we get to know anything about them. Unless it was like a... I mean, it's a good question. If it's a technological item, it's spirited inside yeah. of its body or something. Yeah, but. It, mm-hmm. it doesn't look like it's anything other than like something that was providing them with structure. Like, they really were using the metal as bones. Okay. So they didn't have like an android stuck inside them or something that they were... No, <laughs> they each had a living Cassandra Lee inside them, actually. And you killed them. <laughs> What's the metal I'm trying to think of? What's the metal that that sword is made out of? What does that call? Is that knock uh, No qual. No qual. Yeah. All right. So shall we go through this door? Blub, blub, blub. We just open it, or does it need a cure to push it? Or? Well, Brixby appears to have passed through just fine. Apparently, I didn't turn on the walls are walls setting on this map. <laughs> well, yeah, Brixby rushes really through the wall and this. gets punched in the face by a monster. Ah, yeah. oh, here it comes. <laughs> yeah. Drags out his head to a token that he has on a key bound. <laughs> yep, fair. I deserve it. Um, opening up this large bay, loading bay door sort of thing reveals another room that is segmented into like three sections two of which hang open, including the one directly in front of you. The structure of this is kind of reminiscent of like a stable almost. But um, in the middle one, it looks like there's a a hatch in the floor that could lead down further. And uh, the bottom one appears to be empty. The one on the top um, is still shut. So if there's something in there, you would have to open it to find out. Which way? Asher chooses up. Mr. Mad Ups. That's how he got his name. Mm. There's a canonical reason we've gone over. Oh, hey, this door's not a real door either. What's that door sitch like? Is it cool? It's another of these big loading bay kind of doors. Guess we should perceive it. Just to be safe. Asher aids. I also aid. Miss it by one. Uh, don't seem to be any threats associated with this particular door. All right. It's good use of a 19 <laughs> for what was like a 40 or whatever. So open the door. The boat. Opening up this door, you see a pretty small, but still like it's not super to scale on this particular map but it looks like a small androphin ship (laughs) that's in pretty good shape and I'm gonna go to bed if Brixby can fly us a spaceship that's gonna be amazing (laughs) we have a spaceship (laughs) oh my gosh night Sam good night spaceship yep okay bye ship and Sam. And Apple. Yeah. And Sam also, I guess. Sam ship. The Apple. Oh, it's the Dapple! <laughs> yes! We did it! Oh, <laughs> the machine.
Against the Machine is property of Network Against the Machine LLC, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are property of Paizo Publishing. See their website for more details. Theme Against the Machine was written and performed by our own Zach. See the show notes for additional music and sound licensing. If you enjoyed the show, we encourage you to leave us a review. On the plus side, no time has passed. Previously on the program, it took us like an hour to get 20 minutes. (laughs) We're like the maple syrup of podcasts. You start with like a whole lot of it and you boil it down until you just get a sweet. You boil it down. Gallon you boil it down. Of delicious banter syrup. So, so we're like the raw sap of podcasts. And then. Yes. I've been described as a raw sap before, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know. I've never been vegan, but I assume that not a small part of your diet is raw sap. Oh, absolutely. I'm like a fruit bat. Straight from the tree. <laughs> yep, absolutely. I'm just constantly absorbing fructose. And if not that, then I'm just sucking sap. Bats don't do that, but I do. I mean, why do you think they're selling all those metal straws? <laughs> Applied directly <laughs> to the maple the tree. tree. <laughs> well, Ooh, and a head-on reference, too? Okay. Just thinking that. <laughs> Tree-on. <laughs> All right. For nothing if not timely. Speaking of timely, mere seconds ago, Kira was asked if she would like to be the first one down the stairs. Don't know why I have these things if they're not gonna work. It's like we live in a time of... uh, Oh my god. This is so frustrating. I just want to play this game. Let's get a real bring me the blue pages kind of vibe. (laughs) My brother. Do not trust him. It's got to be some jittery packet loss. No, my packet. That's what they used to call me in college because I was always... Losing my packets. Strung out. <laughs> oh, no. Waveforms. Waveforms. Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. Hey, Craig. Here, buddy.